All right, what's up, buddy? What's up, pal? How's it going, man? Oh. Good, dude. Good, 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 good. That's how I am. <laughs> no hint of sarcasm in that whatsoever. I'm doing great. Everything's so good. Like, I feel so free now that I haven't been able to do stand-up but two times since last March. I mean, I'm not going crazy about that at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've been... <laughs> I've definitely been losing it. I've I just I look at like Facebook is the worst for this right now because I just see a bunch of old posts that just make me so sad that I can't be doing comedy right now. It's, yeah, it's just old shows and stuff like that. Just like hey, come check out me and my friends. Like pictures and stuff of us at shows, like hanging out and like partying and having fun and laughing and oh, not God. wearing masks and not being afraid to touch <laughs> each other. Like it's just really good. <laughs> Just good times. Oh, God, I can't wait for that to come back if it does. But uh, what I did recently to make myself, uh, because this is guaranteed to make me feel better about everything, um, I decided to start reading The Stand. Oh, wow. That's yeah, because okay. why not read about a worse pandemic during this pandemic? I mean, like, it's really, and I'm still in the beginning part where people are getting sick and everyone's denying that it's real. <laughs> How terrifying. Like, so I'm an idiot. This <laughs> they just put out a new stand movie or TV show, and it's crazy that they were doing this before obviously any of this happened, but then it just times up that another like a pandemic comes out when the stand is gonna be released, and then the trailer for it has the exact same music for the actual COVID movie that's called like Songbird or something. And for whatever reason, they both uh, use, like, don't worry, uh, like, about a thing, because everything's going to be all right. But, like, spooky version of it, it's like, fuck you, like, weird play shows for 2020. Like, get this shit over with. (laughs) Are the reviews good on it, or are they bad? They're bad. They're kind of bad. Yeah. Yeah, the cast looks weird, so I didn't, like, I wanted to read the book again for years anyways, and I just read the the Dark Tower series again. Okay, yeah. And they reference the stand, like, because those worlds, like, the universe is kind of touch in that Stephen King, like, opus. So I was like, well, I'll start reading it again. So I got, like, the 1,400-page, like, unabridged, like, version of it. Mm. And I'm like, I know this is stupid. I saw the show was coming on, but I don't know. I didn't like the feel of Whoopi Goldberg. I didn't like, like, the casting's a little weird. I'd rather just watch the old made-for-TV one again with, like, Rob Lowe and Gary Sinise and shit. Yeah, I've heard it's, like, it's has good things, but it's also, like, bad. Like, that's a weird thing about, like, Stephen King is that he's really good at writing characters and uh, the rest of it just falls apart, it seems. like. Like, I'm secretly a super huge Stephen King fan. Yeah, like, like I'm, yeah, I'm kind of like like it's kind of dumb how many like if you look at my bookshelf at home, like I've got like the cool kid books, you know what I mean? I've got like the Kurt Vonnegut's, you know what I mean, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I also, but that's like the one shelf. All the other shelves are Stephen King books. Oh man, <laughs> it's so it's so bad. I'm such a nerd for it. I have been since I was like 12 years old. Like I said, I read The Outsiders, and then. Like, that was the last, like, non-Stephen King book I read. I was like, all right, S.E. Hinton, I'm done with your bullshit, Pony Boy. That's crazy, because I'm more of a Dean Koontz guy. Oh, see? This podcast, this is the last episode of the podcast. I'm just kidding, but I have read a Dean Koontz novel. A Koontz cunt. That's what we call Koontz, it. Koontz, Koontz. Koontz. In the boards. In the, in the message boards. 
<laughs> Rick Matthews canceled by the Coons Clan. <laughs> Not the Coons Clan. That's different. <laughs> the Coons Cunts Clan. <laughs> That's it. We got to start a new podcast. That's what we're going to call it. We're going to do a chapter by chapter reads of Dean Coons books, and we're going to call ourselves the Coons Cuts Clan. You heard it here, folks. Two podcasts, one about movies, one about Dean Coons books. You figure out which is which. I know Dean Coons wrote a book called Wild Hogs. <laughs> Speaking of which, you want to talk about Wild Hogs? Yes, I'm... Oh boy, I can't wait. Just like... Play the music so we can get into this. You just (laughs) Velvenist me. Yeah. Play the music. (laughs) Hello, ladies. Oh, that should have been our theme song. All right, everyone. Sit back, grab yourself a quick drink, watch Wild Hogs right quick, and then uh, we'll play our little theme song and we'll get started on the old podcast. All right, what do you want to watch? Easy A? I already saw it. Uh, Spotlight. I already watched that too. Powder. I already saw that. You've watched everything. Nobody watches everything. Oh, (laughs) wild hogs. Before we say anything about the movie, let's talk about wild hogs. Here's a little plot synopsis here. It's a 2007 film. Here's a one quick synopsis. A group of suburban bikers, wannabes, looking for adventure hit the open road, but get more than they bargained for when they encounter a New Mexico gang called the Del Fuegos. That was written by Anonymous. Here's one written by Rick Matthews. What a big pile of shit with a bunch of dickheads I hope get killed in a car accident. (laughs) While they're on their bikes, I if I don't care. I don't care if they're walking. I don't care if they're crossing the street. It is so. Oh man, the tagline for the movie: Four guys from the suburbs hit the road, and the road hit back. That's one that was written by the actual fucking production studio. Like, here's one: A lot can happen on the road to nowhere. Four guys, two thousand miles. How wild can it get? Here's ride a harder. Stay home. Here's a- Here's a tagline they forgot. Worse than the Holocaust. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> no, I did. This movie is fucking terrible. Dude, it was like we've watched some real shitsters. Like we've watched we've watched some really bad movies. Um a, a bad movie that's like expense like that's the crazy thing about all these other shit movies that we watch is that they've been cheap. They've been like budget ass movies where people don't have any money to make any of this. This was like, I feel like it had Disney behind it. It had money and it was a piece of garbage. This movie had a budget. Yeah, this movie had a budget. This movie had four, at the time, super fucking famous guys in it. I mean, they've kind of fallen off a little bit, but I mean, you got fucking John Travolta. You've got Tim Allen. You've got Martin Lawrence and you've got William H. Macy. I mean, yeah. and supporting cast is like Ray Liotta, Marissa, mm-hmm. Tomei, who <laughs> just, that's her middle name. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, her middle name is that's on her birth certificate. It's mm-mm-mm. Kevin Stoop actually <laughs> stole it from her. <laughs> but uh, so, like this at the time in two thousand seven, like this is 
Like it was a they thought this movie was gonna be great. They put it all together. They got these four guys, like it's gonna be a fun comedy. And I don't know, man. I it was written by Walt Becker, so he's the first to blame. Who the fuck? Like, if you're gonna blame anybody, it's Walt Becker. He's the start of he wrote films such as Old Dogs. Oh, oh my god, he wrote of course he wrote Old Dogs. It's his fault. It's his fault that everything happened. Old Dogs also has uh John Travolta in it. And yeah, he's a big fan. Um, he's a writer on uh, he wrote actually, no, he just directed it. I'm sorry, he directed Van Wilder. Yeah, see, he directed Van Wilder, so he didn't write this, and I apologize for that. He uh, hold on, I'm an idiot all around. Okay, Brad Copeland wrote this movie. Brad Copeland, you might know him, he wrote such films as he wrote on Arrested Development, he was a producer on Arrested Development, but Get he also the wrote fuck that, out of here. yeah. But he wrote that Spies in Disguise garbage movie, the one with the, the Will Smith, uh, Tom yeah. Holland, Schitzer. He wrote Ferdinand. Like, he seems to be the kind of guy who's just making some weird shit. Out of- he's just like he's a just, gun he's just a writer. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he is. He's just, he probably wrote a bunch of, like, Wild Hogs probably started out. I mean, I'm, probably a lot of it's Hollywood's fault. You can't always blame the writer because they get the... Scripts get dissected over and over and over again and thrown stuff. But he wrote on, like, My Name is Earl for a little while. He wrote, like, six episodes of Arrested Development. Like, Grounded for Life was a cool show. He yeah. wrote for News Radio. Like, he, was, okay. he did cool shit. And, like, My Name is Earl. All right. Yeah. See, so... My Name is Earl are my favorite shows. That show is great. I honestly feel like the studio told him when to make Wild Hogs, they were like, can you write a movie that's going to go straight to the the bargain bin DVD case at Walmart for Father's Day. Like, just, that's where it's going to go. It's going to be that and then Gone Fishing with Joe Pesci and, and Danny Glover. So we're going to blame, blame Walt Becker for this then. Yeah. The guy who directed this movie, he directed Van Wilder Party Liaison. Not the actual Van Wilder, just Van Wilder Party Liaison. Oh, my God. Ugh. How do you fucking... <laughs> I don't even like that's just a gross thing to hear. Like he didn't yeah. even like it's like a like a DVD extra of Van Wilder. Like what the? F- uh this movie. Like I have some notes here. Like uh this movie's got every cliche possible. Like from beginning to end, every cliche about the four these four old men going on their bike trip. Like every cliche about them individually. Also, I think Tim Allen has the same problem. But a little opposite. You know how Tony Danza, they always cast him in a role named Tony? Yeah. Because he can't figure out, like, whenever he hears another name, he just ignores them. Because he's just, and then they're like, Tony is like, oh, it's my turn. You know what I mean? I think Tim Allen's got the same problem where he needs to have somebody in the, the movie named Woody. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, him, it, hearing it, him yell Woody over and over again after John, John Travolta's character's name was Woody. But you're going to be like, Woody, Woody, Woody. She's like, oh, my God, you're an idiot. My friend has to be Woody. I can't do anything. It's either I'm the Santa Claus or I have a friend named Woody. It's this. So this this cast is already weird as shit. Like Tim Allen, John Travolta, and William H. Macy are the same age. And Martin Lawrence is 10 years younger than them. Is he really? Yeah. God, PCP fucked him up because he looks like the oldest one in the movie. <laughs> Run, tell that, Martin Lawrence. I'm starting to feud. Right on. We're beefing with Martin Lawrence over this and any other movie he did. This, he, so. 
how, they so, don't explain how these guys met. Th- so they're all friends from college. That's that's the thing that makes this weird. Like I love these like shitty ass movies that one- was it college. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, they mentioned because they started the biking stuff in college, and he talks about like Tim Allen's always talking about how cool he used to be, and so the way this movie starts is supposed to show off how boring everyone is and. One thing that I think is is a weird trope that is in a lot of these shitty comedies, and I think it's so specific that I think there's like a particular writer who has a beef with him. They always shit on dentists like they're not doctors. And it's like, dentists are fucking doctors. They have to do so much to make sure that you don't die from anesthesia. They have to take... Also, try to just go to a dentist for free. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're more expensive to go make to. Make fun of chiropractors. If you're going to make fun of a doctor, make fun of chiropractors. They can't yeah. even prescribe medicine. Exactly. Like, something something silly. Like, like why I had a dentist you- that got me hooked on Lord Tibbs without any problems whatsoever. <laughs> I don't. I. It's it's a it's a trope that I don't understand. Shitting on dentists, and then yeah, because Hangover did it. This movie does it hard. Uh, I think like house guests, like it's like yeah. they don't take dentists seriously, and then you realize like, oh fuck, I needed like dental is a separate thing. It's like you, that's cr- how crazy that shit. It's it's important as fuck. So the shit on dentists is just weird, and then everyone is just oddly emasculated for no fucking reason because like john travolta his wife is leaving him and he's supposed to be like rich and but she's, she's like she's taking all his money and stuff like taking that all his yeah. money, and then that doesn't mean anything for the rest of the movie like none there are so many things that aren't important to the rest of this movie that pretty much all of the entire of uh, the entire movie wasn't important to the rest of the movie yeah like martin lawrence who, by the way, is a lawyer who is just working pro bono, and then he has because he's like staying home, and his wife is so fucking mean. And when is he not going to be like with this woman? Like, yeah, yeah, he loves Takina Arnold and like, so much, and she's so fucking mean to him in this movie. She is unreasonably mean. Like, she's like, you, you tried your book shit. And now you have to do a real job. And it's like, he's also a lawyer. He still has, he's like, he passed the bar. He's just not being a lawyer right now because he wanted to be a writer, but he still does like pro bono lawyer work. And then he has to be a plumber. Like, I love it when like writers just have to write a scenario so they can have a shitty joke. And it's well, really like, all it was. Yeah. They just for that one, like, we've got a really tough case for you. It's so, yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're you are a, you're a lawyer. You're a lawyer. You're a lawyer, and you decide to be a plumber for because your wife got on your. Just be a lawyer. Like, do you understand how easy it is to just be a lawyer if you already are one? Like, the fuck is going on? Why did you choose to be a plumber just so you can have this shitty joke about some like gas station attendant saying like, "Oh man, I'm telling you, I've seen a man get shot, but I've never seen a bathroom as bad as that." Like, who fucking cares? Just yeah, for five minutes of shit jokes, we've got to deal with like, god damn it. So they're all based out of Cincinnati, Ohio, which is crazy to me that they got to New Mexico so fast. Yes. Like, they only did one overnight, and then they're just all of a sudden in fucking New Mexico. Overnight? Yeah, they, don't, they do one overnight. They're also all supposed to be, like, 
50 years old riding motorcycles and the like none of these people look like they can barely sit for as long as it takes to drive that long you know let alone yeah. ride motorcycles from like get the fuck out of here with that nonsense i mean honest to god just because and it's just by accident like william h macy is the only person in this movie like i feel like he is pulling this entire movie along because he's the only actual good actor in this entire movie <laughs> like everyone else is just fucking terrible and he's the only his scenes are making me laugh yeah you know what i mean he's like doing they're having him do all the nonsense like physical comedy like smashing into the sign and like falling off the bike and all this shit like he's the they're killing this guy it's like motherfucker he is a good actor yeah, like he's a legitimate like, like professional fucking... actor who's been in Oscar-winning movies, and everyone else has just been these sideline weirdos who happen to still have careers. And just so they get everybody like these weird introductions, and he's the only one who has like a story arc. It feels like yeah, like what he lost his job in the tech world. Is that what happened? Yeah, now? and he's he starts off and you, he's like at a. Uh, a cafe and by the way again these are the most oddly convenient writing tropes ever like he's at a cafe and he's deciding to do voice activation on his computer which is the dumbest thing it's like what is a in a like what's impressive about yelling through your computer to tell it to turn on or to type and yeah and of course it's gonna go to something weird and dirty and offend the family next to you and yeah it's so fucking dumb. This movie is like, I feel like they went to the library of shitty tropes and they just checked out everything they could. It's just like, this is going to be a fart. Someone's going to get hit in the head. Um, someone's going to be called gay. Someone's gonna, It's like, it's every like fucking trope that makes like the most dumb people smile or laugh to their... I feel like yeah. an asshole talking about this movie because I know there's... No, I felt like an asshole watching this movie. I'm like, what am I doing with my life right now? <laughs> like, I'm watching Wild Hogs, like, alone in a room. Like, I could be doing anything right now. Like, I could be... Like, literally anything would have made me happier. Like, I could have gone outside and thrown snowballs at handicapped kids, and I still would have felt better about myself <laughs> than watching this fucking movie. I... <laughs> So, <laughs> I I agree. I'm sorry. It, it's 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 weird how much I hate this movie. No, I, it's not weird. It's you hate it the right amount. Like I, we could, I could do an entire. We could change our podcast completely and just do a podcast about hating this fucking movie. And I feel I, like we I'm can have stronger content than what we have. We need now. We're gonna have three podcasts. <laughs> we're gonna have nobody watches everything. We're gonna have Cunts Clan, Cunts Cunts Clan, and then we're gonna have roasting the hogs. Yes! Oh my god! Can we start roasting the hogs? I oh my this god! This is the first episode of roasting the hogs. Hey everybody, welcome to roasting the hogs. Uh, let's play that music for roasting the hogs. <laughs> like we, but we'd have to watch this movie every week and then pick out new stuff we hate about it every time. We'll do like a five minute, five minutes at a time. I, we'll I, I five minutes of the movie, and then the the entire hour long podcast will be about that five minutes. I I could totally believe that we could do that. Like, there's so we have guests. We have sure even... at some point. It's sure at some point we could get we could get Brad Copeland. 
the writer of this movie. He would just be like, what are you guys talking so much shit about my movie for? I think we could get John Travolta. Like, if he... he probably just say, now. I could probably get him in the next 12 minutes. I could just yell outside and be like, my thetan levels are low. And then he would just show up. <laughs> hey, I like that you're now just being honest about being bald. <laughs> like, ooh, yeah. He'll show up. I'm t- Is he bald? Oh, John Travolta is bald. He looks like Pitbull now. Like, <laughs> I thought that was just like for a movie. Oh, he's bald. That's all right. Sidetrack: John Travolta, man who has a decent shaped head, and like no one's gonna. He he's now finally just admitting to being bald. He's just been shaved, clean shaved, and all. Like, stop. I wish he would have admitted that his son needed medication for his epilepsy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John Travolta, you seem like a weird dude, and you welcome to the hog roast, baby. Put an apple in your mouth because you've been roasted. Oh, oh, run tell that now. We're getting into it now. Yeah, so we're supposed to believe Tim Allen was cool in college. Tim Allen didn't even look cool when he was a Coke dealer for real. Like, he looked like my shitty uncle that, like, rode a bike to work. (laughs) Tim Allen was not even a cool Coke dealer. He was a snitch. Like, that's, like, he was a foreman. Like, he he was a piece of shit. And Tim Allen continues to be a piece of shit who is in a lot of movies I love. Like, (laughs) yeah, no, absolutely. Tim Allen has done a lot of things that I enjoy. Just never him. It's never, like, him. He just happens to be in stuff that's cool. Yeah. He's he's like the like I feel like he's like some like third string player on a championship team where you're just like you have a ring and you're like yep like I've I've been traded to a lot of teams and I have a lot of rings just because I got lucky because they went to the Super Bowl and won that year I didn't play at all but I got a ring that's that's Tim Allen every yeah. fucking movie he's just he's you ready to get mad yeah. This movie made $253.6 million worldwide. $253.6 million. In America alone, it made $168.2 million, which is just, this should have been a sign that like Trump was going to be president. Like, Look at the idiots in this fucking place. How? All right. I have no... Let me go to... I, I I can believe America has made the Transformers uh, franchise a five billion dollar uh, franchise, but I don't know how other countries think Wild Hogs was a hundred million dollars worth. Like people went out in droves to see Wild Hogs. They're like, like that means it's wildly successful. Like yeah. that's a lot. Like because it only had like it didn't. It got made for what? Like, it does, I don't know what the budget was, but it made a shitload, and they almost made a sequel for it. But then, uh, whatchamacallit, something out, came out so bad. Here it is. I'll read about it. Um, there was going to be a sequel, but, unfortunately, some other movie did fucking awful. Oh, Old Dogs. Old um, Dogs. Yeah, they did this, and it did really well. Old Dogs did so fucking bad. That they canceled Wild Hogs 2 Bachelor Ride. Aww. 
America, you just missed out on old uh, wild hogs because uh, old dog. Kim, what the fuck was like Travolta doing where he had to have movies that ended like with old dogs? Like, what the fuck was he good? <laughs> old dogs. Old dogs is like it's gonna be old dogs, wild hogs. Uh, roll dogs. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. Phenomenon. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like this movie, nothing good in this movie happened whatsoever. Like whatsoever. Like I guess John C. McGinley's like cop character was kind of funny. Like that was like enjoyable to me, just because I'm a really big John C. McGinley fan. Yeah. So like him being the cop who like sees them all and just for some reason he sees four bikers camping out on the side of the road and he just assumes they're fucking. Yeah, there's. Think so again. I feel like it's stupid for us to always be surprised by like how shitty any time is for gay people, but there are so many gay jokes and like it. This is such a dad ass movie for like a shitty dad that yeah like he's just he's like my dad probably loves this movie i'm not gonna lie to you my dad's not not saying my dad's a shitty dad but i bet he fucking loved he (laughs) laughed like up to date his the funniest movie he's ever seen is the money pit with tom hanks and shit and (laughs) this is the second one like i'm sure he would laugh out loud embarrassingly at this movie i'm sure like they're all swimming naked. <laughs> it's because it's, it's like they're gay. Like they got it's it, everything about this movie feels like some old fucking dude who's had like four beers, and he's like, it's because they're gay sounding. It's just funny. Like they threw away their cell phones because it's gay. It's like, <laughs> that, like that's the kind of mentality I feel is in watching this. Which the the scene where they do throw away their cell because. We haven't even gotten into this movie, and there's so I, much. No, because I'll never not. I feel like a part of me will be watching this movie until the end of time. Like I feel like I lost a part of myself in this movie. Yeah, you, you're trapped in it like uh, Native Americans with photos. It's just like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this movie took a part of my soul, and now like a part of my soul is like riding on the back of Tim Allen's bike, like just holding on tight. <laughs> And I have to listen to his opinions on Hillary Clinton. Like, <laughs> and none of them are. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, it's all of them. <laughs> like, I didn't enjoy a single part of this movie until Kyle Gass showed up. I, I, you, there are so many like comedians in this movie. And yeah, it's like just the Sklar like... brothers are in this movie. And when I saw them, I was like, okay, cool. I was like, and then they just totally fucking like ruined like why they even i guess I'm, i wouldn't say no to be in a movie either you know what i mean because this movie yeah. was from 2007 so they weren't like i mean they're not even a household name now you know what i mean yeah it's, they it's, should be. it's a good it, that's like i can never like shit on like stand-ups who are in these types of movies because it's like you know, i would say i would if they asked me to be in like if they asked me and you to be in a reboot of wild hogs like yes. we're not gonna say no no, fuck no. We're going to do it, and we're going to make that money, and then we're going to have those people show up to our shows, and we'll have a fan base for at least 10 years. Yeah. So and- no hate towards the Sklar brothers on this. Like, I don't blame you. Kyle Gass, why wouldn't Kyle Gass do that? He's had to sit back and watch Jack Black make billions 
yeah. while he has to do like, weird cameos and fucking wild hogs. <laughs> but he's so funny. Like he's so funny singing those songs and shit like that. Like it's hilarious. It it's this movie. So they're a faux biker group because they're friends, and then they run across a real biker group with Ray Liotta, who is just falling apart. Ray, remember when Ray Liotta used to be an actor? And this now was he, the least scary Ray Liotta I've ever seen. And he like beats the shit out of people, and you're still like, eh, that's not, like, there's nothing intimidating about. No, he was more intimidating in that Chantix commercial where he was just playing himself trying to quit smoking. <laughs> You fucking cigarette! Like, that's how I feel. I would be definitely more afraid of Ray Liotta with his eyeliner now than I am of Ray Liotta. Yeah. He, he... So they're a bar... Like, they're another biker gang, and they don't like fake... They're not just another biker gang. They're the Del Fuegos. Ooh, the Del Fuegos. Like, yeah, and they're, like, personally offended by these, like, four suburban guys just riding Harleys, apparently. Yeah. Like, right. They hate that. They hate it, and it's like that shit doesn't even affect your life. They're go, they like, you know what? No, I'm gonna defend it. Like, you know how we hate when like an improv person comes and does stand up for a day just to like fucking work out some shit. All right, you're right. I, no, I so like I understand. They're like, yo, get the fuck out of here. Like that's 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 the same thing. I, you know what? You know what? I. At least with uh, with the wild hogs, if you will, they weren't pretending like they were a real biker group. Like the only person like who's pretending to be tough is uh, fucking John Travolta. Like every- sure, the rest of them are just like wearing because the guy's wife made the badges for him. Yeah, they're like, hey, we want to just get beers and then we want to go and ride off and just chill. And then John Travolta with his small dick and his bald head, he is trying so hard to be tough and. Like, because he's I, got something to prove, so he blows up their whole fucking bar, and he so he blows up this bar. By the way, they um, I was reading the trivia for this, and they kept that bar up. Like they didn't actually blow up that bar. Like shocking, they kept that bar up, and it's a real bar that's also like a, a tourist attraction for people in that area to go check out stuff for wild hogs they did the same thing with the restaurant yeah in the town of madrid that's now a wild hogs gift shop because they built it for the movie that like diner that marissa tomei owns and now it just uses a wild hog so basically we got to do our first road piece (laughs) we have to go to the town of madrid and go whatever the gang wants to fucking kill him so they end up in this fucking town and the town is like I don't know. Basically, this town, this is the town of every fucking also really bad cliche. Like, of course, there's a teach me to dance montage. Yeah. Because William H. Macy can't talk to girls and all of a sudden he's got a date and he's got to learn how to dance. So within a matter of minutes, he becomes an expert of fucking dancing because Travolta taught him how to fucking dance. I do. What, and, then, there's, and, and, and like, and he gets the hottest woman in the whole. And it's like he. Just in the world, like, and, and he's, he's just because he's William H Macy, and he's like, and it's another like these jerk off moments of just shitty writing where you're like, hey, come on, he's the he's the nerd, but he's gonna have the hot chick in it, and then they have to save the town because they were like, all right, so basically it turns into the like it's a bug's life, 
Thank you. It becomes a bug's life. That is the I would never thought I was gonna hear someone say that wild hogs was like a bug's life, but it is. Yeah, it is, and they they they're intimidating the biker gang, but and because they think that they can sue them or John Travolta blew up their bar and then told all of his friends that, oh, we're good. They think we can sue them, so. They're afraid of us. And I, I'm biker. Yeah, and they bought it. And it's like, yeah. I'm sorry, but bikers have never given a fuck about lawsuits. Like, no. they don't, they're not, they're off the grid. What are they going to worry about being sued about? Like, they don't even have real names. Like, that's the, and you're going to fuck. And then they just start harass, like, so they're like squirting know? ketchup at them and shit like that, like a weird fucking Bills game. Yeah. <laughs> They can they assault these guys. That's the worst part about it. Is like, and they take it. And they take it. And it's like, even if you think you could sue the shit out of this biker gang for the other thing that happened early in the movie. Now they can sue you exactly. for shooting ketchup on them. For shooting ketchup on them and slapping them in an yeah. assault. It's assault in front of public people. It's like... And people be- were cheering you on. Like, ooh, if you're going to get litigation involved, then you have to think about the fact that you're also on the wrong. And then the whole gang shows up to the town, and the, like, the cop, the sheriff is fucking Ned Ryerson from fucking Groundhog Day. And that's all he'll ever be to me, is that guy. And so then, like, the cops are all hiding from the biker gang. Then the biker gang still says, don't call the police. <laughs> Even though the police are hiding, like they're hiding with Ned Ryerson, like the Scalar brothers and him are hiding yeah. from the gang too. And then, <laughs> and then there's this Asian biker, and then I'm like, oh wait, why is this guy with them? And then I feel kind of like I'm like, oh, that was kind of shitty of me in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, why wouldn't there be an Asian guy? But then he rips off his shirt and does a whole bunch of like kung fu shit, and I'm like, oh, that's better. And then I'm like, wait, why is that better? Like, I got mad at myself. This movie made me racist. You know what I mean? Like, every fucking bad guy team has to have one Asian guy who does karate or kung fu or what. Like, there is a, like, there used to be a guy in the 80s who was just, like, this balding, long-haired Asian dude who was in every single movie as mm-hmm. a henchman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they had to have him, they had to have someone like that. It's like, it, it, it's, it's, it's a tradition that you have to have someone who can do karate in a biker movie, even though he's not, he didn't look like a biker, nor was he in any other scene drinking or like, yeah. I, I want to see that guy drunk and just hanging out and having a good time. And then he, I almost did an impression of what it would have been like with him getting drunk. And then I was like, hold on in case I get on Saturday Night Live, that'd be a horrible idea. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> My impression then, of him getting drunk is, Hey, I'm drunk. <laughs> wow, guys, I'm really wasted. Anyways, I'm going to go break some fucking glass. But then, like, so they get in a fight with them. They're getting beat up. Then the townsfolk just show up with two-by-fours. But then, like, the leader of the whole fucking biker gang shows up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what is it? It's, what is it? It's Lance Hendrickson or something? Who, who no, is it? it's Henry Fonda, I think. It's Henry Fonda, yeah. So reprising, you know, like, trying to be, like, you know, show, like a little, like, the hell is that movie called? Yeah, so he shows up and to keep it cool, but then it turns out he knows Marissa Tomei. He's like, hey, Maggie. She's like, hey, Vinny. And it's just like, hold the fucking phone. 
she knows the leader of this fucking gang and she couldn't have called him 24 hours ago? Thank you. What? Thank you. I can't... I hate when that kind of shit happens where it's like, you don't have to add that line. Just don't add that line and this works yeah. out fine. If, if he's friends with her, to the fact that they're on a first-name basis, why is this gang harassing the town every six months? And then he, it turns out that he's Ray Liotta's dad. Yeah, he's Ray Liotta's dad. Everyone in that gang... By the way, the Del Fuegos also look like weekend bike bikers. Like, they yeah, all 100%. look like fucking... The, they look like the people who went and bought wild hogs. Like, that's the... That, like, they're like, you know what? I'm in this movie, but this movie's my favorite. Like, that's yeah, this the, is it right here. Like, I can't wait to watch wild <sighs> hogs. And then, like, at some point, somebody calls Martin Lawrence's wife. And they make it from Cincinnati to New Mexico in a minivan with children Mm -hmm. in, like, four hours. Yeah. Not only that, it's like they want them to all get in the minivan. Like, who the fuck is going to drive the motorcycles? Get in the van. (laughs) it's like i can't i can't even i don't understand and then he's like this is his chance to be tough like martin lawrence gets to be like hey now i do a lot about blah 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 and i work in the fucking house and all this other stuff and then she's like oh my god i can't like that's another goddamn trope in these movies like i don't know how many of these like men who don't fight for their their respect bullshit movies that are made by dudes who don't know how to just be a normal fucking person and like cuz he and he lied to be he he said he was at a plumbing convention yeah like, so the plumbing just, convention in Cleveland he just got the job as a plumber you didn't think it was weird that his motorcycle was gone like why the fuck was your hus- your husband who like had a motorcycle. He did. She emasculates him the whole fucking time, and he didn't get rid of his uh, motorcycle. So it's clearly he's in a still a good way about him just being able to drive his motorcycle anytime. Like I don't get it. Like why would his so wife be cool with him having that? Uh, I don't. I don't have anything else to say about this movie, Clayton. Are you sure? Because oh, well, okay, we had to do the right thing. What did you like about this movie, Clayton? Marissa Tomei. That, that was my answer too. <laughs> uh, William H Macy is good. William H Macy is just a great actor, and he did what he fucking could. Like he did, he did what he could with this. You know what I mean? Like he, I don't know, like you know, like if you're like the if you're a Emmy award winning bass guitarist and you're called in to be the session bassist on a Ringo Starr album, you just do what you can. You know what I mean? You just fucking you're like, I'm gonna play my ass off. Yeah. I don't care what any of these other clowns are doing. I'm doing this. I think I, I will say this, and this dates the movie very deep, is that when they rebuild the bar with because of a extreme makeover home edition, I think Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I think uh Ray Liotta's uh his acting in that part is the best acting he does in the movie because he's just like trying to hold back tears for the whole scene. And it's like, but it's a stupid fucking thing. I don't even know how they, why that's 
that's how dead ass movie this is where they were like you know what's gonna be hilarious if the bikers are on extreme make a home over like you don't even hear about that that show hasn't been on tv yeah. in like fucking 20 years it feels and it's like god damn very relevant in this movie oh, it's a piece of shit it's a piece yeah. of shit movie want to put it behind us yes please let's put it behind us buddy and let's go Let's wash our hands of this fucking vile filth. Let's ride off into the sunset of another movie. <laughs> Maybe it'll be good. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe it'll be so good. All right, here we go. You ready? All right. And the movie is... Teacher of the Year. The starring uh, starring Keegan-Michael Key. Okay. Matt Lesher. And the Scalar Brothers again. What? We get a Scalar Brothers back-to-back. <laughs> Has that ever been done on any podcast in the world? Uh, not for public use, I think. Uh, Scalar Brothers yeah. back-to-back. <laughs> yeah, no. It's uh, Let's see here. We got a... Uh, let's see. The tag is uh, surrounded by the eccentric faculty of Truman High School. Mitch Carter wins the California Teacher of the Year Award and immediately receives a tempting offer that may force him to leave his job. Oh. Okay. Uh, Matt Lesher, Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, Scalar Brothers. There we are. Teacher of the Year. It's a uh, it's on Amazon Prime. It's an hour and twenty two minutes long. Received a five point four out of ten on IMDB. Um who else is in this movie that we might have known or not known? Uh, it's just nobody really. Just it's gonna be hopefully good. I I they're playing their same characters like they're not just good the same people. characters yeah like we you know we used to be cops in Madrid New Mexico <laughs> what just, I want the Star Brothers one I want one of them to have like prosthetics on so they could just be playing people who aren't related that'd ah be that'd be the best <laughs> one's just blackface yeah. <laughs> one's wearing a top only buttoned up shirt to be like a Mexican cholo. <laughs> Oh my All right, man. We'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. People. Please hit us up. Uh, nobody watches everything at Google or at gmail.com. Um, Instagram, nobody watches everything. Nobody watches on Twitter. Hit us up. Throw us a movie suggestion. Throw us suggestions. Nobody watches everything on Facebook. Everything. Just give us suggestions. Talk Find to us. us. Find us. us and be friends with us. Be one with our love. Yes, please. All right, guys. Have a good night. Have a good day. Have a good life. Love Show you. everybody your boobs. <laughs> Start an OnlyFans. Do whatever you need to do. Please. We love you.